Hello, everybody, and welcome to Common Sense, the new superpower, the continuing saga of a common man just trying to make it in this world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Common Sense, the new superpower. I'm your host, Bubba, and uh, today is episode five of our continuing saga here, and uh, this... uh, episode is going to really contain uh, a couple of different things. Um, one of the things I'm going to talk about a little bit of politics is the, uh, the uh, deal with Iran, um, a little bit about the impeachment uh, papers, because today it's being reported and it's January 13th, and uh, supposedly sometime this week we're going to be sending formally sending the uh, impeachment papers to the Senate, and so I just wanted to discuss my opinion on that. Um, also a couple little other things, just some general stuff that I've seen, uh, maybe get into some sports where we're into the uh, playoffs of the NFL and, uh, tonight actually, again, the time of this recording is when we're going to have the, uh, you know, uh, college football, uh, championship. So I figured I, I'd give my two cents on that as well. So first of all, I want to, I want to thank, um, the people that have listened to this so far have responded. I've got a, a good response. I've got some, uh. Got some emails and got some uh, a response on my, on the Facebook page, and we're kind of tweaking some things and getting some things on there. So there's a, a new way to get hold of me um, that it's going to kind of limit. Well, there's, there's two primary ways I should say. Uh, one is the email, which works great, and that's the new superpower at yahoo.com. Okay, uh, drop me an email anytime you want. We're going to go on there. That's the easiest way. The other way is common sense, the new superpower.com. On there, you'll be redirected to my Facebook page that I have, Common Sense, the new superpower. There, I'm going to post things. Uh, there's also a place there for you to message me myself. We're going to kind of try to funnel everybody into that area better. Um, just kind of like a one place uh, to kind of get in, get in contact with everybody. And it's just easier to, to do it that way. So, uh, Go to commonsensethenewsuperpower.com, and again, it'll be, you'll be redirected to my Facebook page, and you'll be able to get in contact with everybody. That's going to be the easiest way to get hold of everything um, going forward. Because like I said in the, in the previous uh, episodes, and for those of you who didn't listen to them, go download them and look at them. Uh, but it's really, um, this is a, a podcast of course, of me putting my my uh, my opinions out here and, and and what I think is 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 a common sense approach to, to most of these most of these problems, but it's also interactive, and that's a real important part of it. So I, I do want to uh, get involved and have have you guys kind of put what what you think you want to talk about, also what I've talked about, and give kind of give a uh, a yay or a nay. Um, I also want to encourage everybody. Uh, go to wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, whether it be iTunes, we're on Spotify, uh, we're on Google Play now, uh, any pretty, pretty much any place you get your your podcast from, we're on there. Like us, rate us, download us. Let's get get out there because that's how we really get known for what we're um, what we're all about, and that's that's kind of lets me know. Uh, how popular it is and, and, and things like that. But all this interaction, that's basically what I want to do. So we're going to have fun this episode. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a long episode, but 
it's definitely some some things out there that I want to talk about and kind of get off my my chest here. So, so it should be fun. It should be enjoyable. Uh, I really look forward to talking to people about this stuff. And we're going to go ahead and uh, get this uh, show on the road. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's an easy way to make a podcast. Uh, let me explain. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So it's really simple to work. Even a guy like me can do it. Uh, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. Uh, it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, uh, which is really good. So you don't have to be going through all these different places and getting a ton. Uh, and you can make money from your podcast. Uh, with There's no minimum listenership to it. So if you have a couple, only a few listeners like I do starting off, make a couple bucks. It helps kind of keep everything going. Let's you upgrade to make things better. Um, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go to your um, Google Play or your Apple Store and download Anchor app. Okay, it's free. Or you can go to your computer, go to anchor.fm and get started. So I advise to do it there. Really great, uh, great program. I'll give it a shot. Okay, so uh, basically the Iran-U.S. Uh, conflict. Uh, this conflict's been going on for, oh heck, it's been probably 30, 40 years now. You know, it's, it's not a new conflict by any means of the imagination. Uh, I know some of the uh, the news organizations want to put it out there as a a new conflict that Trump is starting up, but it's a uh, been going on for a long period of time, uh, probably past that time even. Uh, Iran has always been anti-Israel. We've been pro-Israel, so there's a conflict right there, and that's been going on since the 50s, and the 60s, and the 70s, and the 80s, and 90s, and the 2000s, and it would continue to go on. Uh, but why did we uh, send a missile and, and or send a, a drone and attack a general of the Iranian army? And why it's not an act of war, okay? Because, again, it's it's set up differently over there. It's not a, a defined army. They do have the defined army, of course, but they have outringers, and outringers are they're terrorist groups, and they're terrorist arm, if you would say. And he basically, and I'm not going to try to say his name because I can't even, I'm, I'm a butcher it. So we'll just say the Iranian army, uh, Iranian, Iranian general. And he basically is uh, the one that's in charge of all the terrorist groups. I mean, he he directed them, figured out plans, had things going on there. He's responsible for hundreds, if not thousands, of American American troops and contractors being killed. He also was a part of the at the attack on the embassy uh, a week prior or so. So he he's a, a bad dude. So taking him off the the out of the equation does a couple different things. It obviously slows them down from going into terrorist, um, producing more terrorist uh, activities. That's That goes without saying, but they're going to still produce terrorist activities because they've got people in line that still feel the same way he does. But see, with Iran, it's kind of a weird situation. you got a lot of young Iranians, which seem to be, and there's a good portion of them, that seem to be Really don't want to want to kind of want to break away from that radical uh, arm of, of of Islam, okay, of the Islamic rev uh, revolution and, and and everything that goes on in there. And the people that run Iran, 
they um they kind of want some more be more moderate i guess you would say whereas the uh the people that run the run around right now are definitely uh, radical as far as, as far as they they just would love to erase both um Israel and the United States off the map and they would be as happy as can be so so there's there's that inner conflict that goes on and um so there's there's a lot of complexity to the Iranian situation both in, internally and externally of course internally you got those you got we've got sanctions on them they've been under sanctions for years so the common man the common people in there are really suffering where you get the people that are actually in charge of the government, um, you know, they're living fine. They're, they got the food, they got money, they got all the things they need. Where the common guy that's working out there is kind of seeing his his world coming coming apart there, you know. Um, if you speak, if you've seen on the news any of these Iranians who have come over here to America from there, uh, they'll just tell you how bad it is over there, and 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 you don't hear that a lot in the news because it doesn't fit their narrative of you know. Trump is starting trying to stop a, start a war with Iran, but it's really all part of it. So there's a lot of moving parts of this of this whole situation, this whole story, that makes it very complex and not not just as simple as, well, you're bad or you're good. But the bottom line is, this general was a bad guy, a terrible guy. Again, responsible for hundreds, if not some people even say thousands, of, of American lives. Both militarily and and people that are just there doing contract work and stuff like that. So, for him not to be available to do that anymore, definitely helps our cause and helps even the Iraqi cause and helps the the, the rest of the, the Middle East. Study. The Middle East is safer with him not there. And not only did we get rid of him, but I think one of his little uh, lieutenants were with him, and he got rid of him as well. So I think that we're kind of like the number one and number two of, of terrorism that's in charge of their terroristic wing if you will and uh that's a good thing but you know we see a lot of these newscasts especially the left-leaning news which is a good portion of them and they're making it sound like oh maybe we shouldn't have done this you know partially just they're they're just anti-trump and anything trump does kind of gets on their nerves but i think a lot of them really just kind of have a fear we shouldn't really make them mad. What if we make Iran mad and they, they, they attack us more? And well, Maybe we should just put up with him because we're afraid of him. We can't live like that. This this country can't do like that. You can't survive. The Middle East can't survive. But let alone America survive. Being afraid of the consequences of taking out a bad guy. That by all accounts are is a bad person. And um, so it's not a bad thing to do that. Of course, obviously, you know, you're going to make them mad. You're going to make, especially the leaders. But you see, if you noticed, and again, you don't see a lot of it in the news, but there was a good bit of it. And that is a celebration. People are celebrating the fact that this man is dead because they realize not only does he practice terrorism outside the country, but he's inside the country. And he's the one who's uh, doing all that stuff to them. You know, when there's a protest in Iran, you don't get a protest like you have now. You know, we get protests around here. They go, they they have their, put up their signs. You raise, heck, you make a mess. You can say anything you want about the president. You can say anything you want about the government. That is your right, and you do it. Over there, not so much. You know, you do a little protesting, 
They kind of come in, they find who you are, they either get rid of you, or they threaten your family, or they threaten your friends, or whatever they can, whatever they have to do to stay in power, because that's what dictators do, and they're all dictators over there. So, you know, there's 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 also that part of it, as far as people in Iran and Iraq and you know, all in the Middle East that are actually celebrating the death of this guy, because this guy not only just went after American targets, but he went after Iraqi targets, he went after uh, Saudi Arabian targets, Syrian targets. I mean, his his reign of terror was all around there. And he had blood on his hands from a lot of people. So, therefore, I would makes common sense that um, a lot of people would be very happy that he's gone. So, my humble opinion, and I think it's the opinion of most people that actually think about it and see it, and, and don't look through their um, political eyeglasses and their political uh, sunshades there, can say, the world is better with this general dead. And let the cards fall where they may as far as Iran getting mad and getting their panties in the wad and what retaliation they're going to do. Because we kind of seen what their retaliation did. Their retaliation was sending some missiles over to um, an American air base. And now, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists how they worked it out before, you know, kind of said, hey, log some missiles over here so you, you save face over there. Don't try to kill any American people, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Um, or they just had real bad weaponry. Although, by all accounts, they probably got the money from America to buy those weapons. So that's pretty clear. Our previous administration, you know, we gave them a, quite a few billion of dollars. And I believe they bought some of these missiles with them. Or they had the potential to buy those missiles. Let's put it that way. Uh, but... That being said, they lobbed some missiles over. We shot a couple of them down. A couple fell through. A couple fell on a, some isolated buildings. We kind of knew that something was going on there, so we, our people were protected. I mean, unfortunately, I think an Iraqi contractor, he was killed. And I'm sure there were some other ones that were injured, and I think some even some military people were injured. Um, so it brings back to the thing of, well, we should retaliate. And I hear a lot of my Trump-supporting friends and some of my um some of these right-wing friends especially, uh, but just general people, and I kind of felt this way too, you know, you attack American base, it's, it's on, you know. But we kind of felt restrained. And, and one thing for all people say bad about Trump, he really, he's always been against the war in Iraq, and he's always been against war, period, especially putting boots on the ground, troops in danger, and even people from the other countries in danger. Uh, you know, there was a... a Back last year, I think it was, um, when they shot a drone down. You know, we had, there was um, uh, planes in the air, there was drones in the air. We were, we were ready to attack. The president found out, well, this is by, by doing this, there's a potential that there might be some civilian casualties. He pulled back those plans. He said, no, nope, it's not worth it. They shot a drone down. Nobody got killed. We can't, we're not going to kill other people or potential to kill people, or a possibility of killing other people, innocent people, just for the sake of a drone. Same thing here. No American lives are lost. And, um, you know, like I said, I feel both ways. Um, I think probably I can tend to say, I'll give him a chance to say that this is the right thing to do. Uh, it's an isolated case. 
And you know, I was listening to to a, a radio show, and they're uh, Trump supporters, and they're they're definitely on the right side of right wing. I call them right wing extremists to a certain degree, but they're definitely born Republicans. You know, flat flat people like that. So they they're definitely all in for the Republican Party. And you know, they were just flabbergasted at the fact that we did not retaliate for this missile strike. You know, well, it's, if you attacked, I guess it's just and their uh, basic assertion was, well, if I guess attempted murder is not a, a reason to do it, I guess we got to lose American lives in order for it to be a retaliation. Well, first of all, you're not looking at the whole picture. You know, we took out one of their head generals. And when I say they, I mean the, the leadership especially. We took out one of their head, head generals and um, they took it hard. I mean, there was some videos on there that they're, they're thinking, so they're going to be pissed. So being mad as they are, you would expect some retaliation, okay? And according to them as well, by by the time they got done with us, they sent the missiles over and they said, we're done. That's it. We've, we've, we've made our point. You know, they, they spun it wherever they want to spin it. They, they, they attacked the big old bad America. And we made them, made a point that this is it and we're done. And so if, if nothing else happens, then I'm fine with not retaliating. Now, if it becomes an ongoing thing and Iran just keeps doing these things and the regime keeps attacking stuff and, and just being a thorn in, in our backsides, then I think at that point, yeah, we got to start putting some, some military might in there and show them that they're not doing it. And I think this, this administration has shown that if we need to, we will fire rain, rain fire down on you. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm good with not. Um, not retaliating against the missiles. I think it's not really under this under the particular circumstances. I think doing nothing was kind of a good thing. That that also being said, who knows what back channel things we're trying to do? Who knows what little things we're maybe undermining stuff there? I don't know if we're doing that or not. Or maybe we're just kind of letting the cards fall where they may and. Uh, Saying we're going to protect some of the protesters, um, you know, stopping them from having some nuclear weapons. We'll have to see. It's an ongoing situation. But the biggest um, points that I want to make out of this whole conversation here is, again, you got a lot of these right-wing leaning uh, news organizations saying that Trump is trying to start this war and everything like that. Understand this war and this this conflict and this uh, disagreement between America and Iran has gone on for many many decades, and will continue to go on for many decades, especially as long as you have these extremists that are in charge. Um, and they're not going to give up power, obviously. I mean, they're not going to suddenly just go and walk away. Um, they can't be voted out because they're dictators. You can't really say a whole lot about them if you live there. Because again, they're dictators and they'll shut you down. So, but I have faith, and I and I really have. There's a lot of countries that I look at, and I say, hmm, you guys are in bad shape for, for forever. And Iran is one of them that I kind of feel there's a little bit of momentum. Again, especially from the young, moderate, um, young men and men and women that are there that are that are moderates that aren't these extreme, radical Islamic believers okay and i think there's hope for them i think there's hope for them so, I, so i'd like to give them a chance 
And I think that's why I'm 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 good with not retaliating for these vessel attacks. And I think I'm good with kind of letting it fall where it may. When we have chances to take out some of these real bad guys that are in charge of all their terrorist organizations, do it as we can. But I'm really good. I'm really fine with with kind of just letting it hang and see what it does, and see if maybe some new new blood will get in there, and maybe we'll have some chance for some peace over there. Because peace in the Middle East is good for everybody. Again, I think it's kind of a long shot. It's kind of like thousands of years worth of um, history to say that this this is not going to work. But you never know. You never know. You never know unless you give it a shot. We always have plenty of military, so if we need to, we can certainly bomb the heck out of them. No problem with that. But give it a chance and see what happens there. And that's just my little two cents on that. Um, shifting gears a little bit, uh, but staying still on the pol- political part of it. Uh, we've got the the uh, Mr. Miss Pelosi that's going to who um, send the supposedly going to send the official articles of impeachment to the Senate for a trial. And, um, you know, I think it was because, certainly I don't think that she wanted to yet. She wanted to kind of have that as a hanging over, uh, a weight hanging over everybody's head, especially going up to the, leading up to the election, and maybe even through the election. But I think she got pressure from uh, from her own party to, to say, hey, come on, you know, let's just throw this thing on here and see what happens. Now, my thing is this, you know, when it was in the Congress, I, I, they had, I watched a lot of that uh, initial um, proceedings and, uh, and, and the evidence that came through. And unless they have a really smoking gun hanging out there that nobody knows of, put it through the trial, send on the witnesses that they've presented and say, here you go, man. You've got no evidence. I've looked at it. I've listened for it. Again, like I say in this thing, I'm a I'm a Trump supporter. I, I like I like Trump, but I'm not a um, my eyes wide closed uh, Trump supporter. You know, he has some warts, some, some things he does annoys me. But as a generalization, I like a lot of things he does. So when this impeachment came around, I was expecting to see overwhelming evidence of of, of maljust just injustice that was done and and, and these things and wow, he must have really did something wrong for this to be an impeachment and a hearing. And as I listened to it, again, I didn't listen to every single hour, every single minute of it, but I got a brief summary of it every evening I watched it and kind of got the gist of what was going on. And there was no smoking gun there. Uh, the basic evidence was people not even having evidence. They were just kind of, I think that's what he meant. And it's kind of, I don't know, you know, the call's good, everything's good. So I think just put it on there, have a trial, send the same evidence that they have to, to send it to trial, and let the cards fall where they may. I think the, the American people are going to see, once again, as they've seen with these uh, um, hearings that were going on there, uh, there's a whole lot of nothing about it, and let's move on as a, as a, as a country, as a, the president's uh, presidential race comes up this year, you know, we, we need to just go on there. Now, I certainly don't, now again, not not agreeing with everything that the president says. You know, the president wants to go ahead and just kind of, but they should just uh, dismiss it as soon as they get in there. 
no, let's let's have a little trial. Let's have a little thing. Um, the witnesses that they had before, you know, is what we go. That's what you're presenting your evidence on. Let's go with the evidence they gave us and see what happens. And uh, put it to a, a vote. Doesn't matter what happens. They have the, they don't have the, the votes anyway. The, the Democrats. So unless there's like I said, some some severe smoking gun that, I, that we're unaware of. Um, I would tend to say all's good there on that on that front. So bring it on, get it done with. Let's move on with 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 the year and um, see who who Trump's uh, faces this year. Uh, it was going to be the three, I guess. Um, outstanding Democratic uh, potential candidates are um, Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, and uh, there's another one of Balayago, whatever his name is. I can't think of his name now. Mayor Pete. I just call him Mayor Pete. But uh, old Mayor Pete there and everything, and he's kind of an outside chance, but it's mainly between Warren and... and, uh, and Sanders, and Biden. I forgot about Biden. Wow, how could you forget about Biden? Goodness gracious. <laughs> but yeah, it's mainly Biden, um, Warren, and um, Sanders, you know. And I think probably most likely, again, unless something crazy happens, Biden's pretty much going to be there, I think. Uh, though he's falling in the polls. I guess Sanders is moving up this. We'll have to see. We'll see how, how that all goes. You never know what those... Those Democrats are gonna gonna choose there, uh, you know. But we'll let the cards fall. I mean, I don't think Trump's gonna really have a problem with anybody out there, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you got Sanders, which is kind of a he's a socialist. I mean, just he won't even deny it. And I don't think I don't think the country's that bad a shape that we're gonna vote for a socialist yet. Uh, then you got Warren, and she's kind of a socialist light. But she's, she has some crazy in her, and I think, you know, again, I'm not sure if the, if the country's ready for her. Biden, I th- I would think, and I would have thought before he talked all of the campaign, that he might have had the best chance of potentially beating Trump, um, just because he has his name out there, he has, you know, years of uh, quote-unquote experience, and um, he's somewhat of a... Uh, can be moderate at types, uh, times rather, so he's not as far to the to the left as as, as other ones. But <laughs> over these past few months, my goodness, he has uh, just been uh, at times cuckoo for cocoa puffs there, you know, with these talks and everything, and his son I think coming through. And I think either way, whoever of those three, and um, I think of those three that are out there. The debates between them, either one of them, and Trump would be very, very amusing and definitely must-see television, at the very least. And uh, so I look forward to that thing. We'll talk about that a little more as we go through the podcast, but I think that's going to be a, an interesting uh, <laughs> interesting 2020, that's for sure. And to say the least, definitely. So, But uh, that's our short little uh, political part of this uh, this uh, podcast here. So we're going to uh, take a brief break. Okay, and moving on, I'm going to start a new segment 
called What I Seen. And the reason I, I bring this up is is I, I see things on TV. I watch TV, watch different programs. And sometimes you see stuff and, you, and it makes you think about things. It makes you think about a topic or maybe they bring up a topic and, and you realize they're trying to spin it in one way or another, which brings on a conversation, makes you talk about things. And I, I say that because, um, in particular, this this one I'm, I'm going to bring up. I watch a show called Chicago Med, and um, they're just in a show. It's, it's, it follows a hospital that's in Chicago, and it follows the doctors and nurses and individuals and things. Um, they're kind of day-to-day operation of it. It's a kind of a, a drama, I guess you would call it, maybe. Or, or something along those lines. Um, so anyway, in this particular episode that they had, the uh, one of the doctors had treated a lady um, in the past, and I'm not I'm not sure of the exact problem she had, but basically the diagnosis was she needed some pain medicines. gave gave him her some opioids, you know, like a week or two. A week, I think it was two weeks supply, if I'm not mistaken, of pain medicines, and then told her to follow up and do things like that. Well, fast forward now, eight months, a year later, whatever it was, it was a significant amount of time later on. She comes into the hospital, and her son had an injury to his head, and uh, basically they were there again for stuff. And you can tell when she was there that she was kind of what I call tweaking. She was kind of, she was, she was on something, okay? She wasn't right. And through their diagnosis, they, they figure out she's on, she's on drugs, opioids in particular. And when she gets into this and, and confronted about it, she actually blames the doctor who prescribed these medicines months ago, a two-week supply, for her now being addicted to this stuff, stealing stuff, doing whatever she needs to do to get these medicines, get get these opioids in her system. Uh, the son feels real bad because the son kind of knows what mom's doing. And so the gist of it is that the doctor feeling bad about um, about prescribing these drugs to her and feels responsible for her now being addicted to these things. Which brought up to my thing, and you know, I'm one of these people, I make little comments as I go along. Drives my family crazy, but sometimes it brings up a good discussion. And maybe think about it, and, and you know, we find this ourselves here, and this with these opioid uh, epidemic that we have going on. And I watch another show, off topic, but it's called Live PD. Follows police officers around. So I see a lot of real life, as real life as reality TV is, real life drug addicts on a weekly basis there. And I watched it, both shows, and, and, and you really can see it's, it's eye-opening on some of the cases that they have, these, these drug overdoses and addictions that are, are just plaguing this, this country. So it's a serious topic, and, and, and maybe bring it up onto this podcast in this episode. And so she blames the doctor. The doctor then feels bad and, and blames himself for doing it. And the bottom line is, should we blame the doctors? Who is to blame for this opioid problem? I'm certainly not a, a founding uh, or not a, uh, a scientist or a doctor or, or have a, all the information on the opioid thing, but I am, a, again, 
this is a common sense uh, podcast, so I'm bringing a common sense to this thing. And it comes down, the bottom line is, personal responsibility. And this lady, by blaming this doctor, was not taking personal responsibility for her actions. And later on in the episode, he actually felt bad, so he put her into this program that's uh, like a, a real fast, rapid detox type program. They pump them full of medicine, really get the, cleans your system out. It really makes you feel, you go through all the, the withdrawals and everything that come with, with uh, coming off of a drug. So you beat, so you got the hard part done. The rest is now up to you. So they do that, but through through the, the, the wheels that have been put in motion, the state comes in, takes the kid away. Her first response, boom, go right back to the drugs. See, that's where, that's where personal responsibility comes in. This doctor has gone through the thing of trying to help you. You've gone through the hard part of, of, of getting rid of the drugs, getting the drugs out of your system. And now you've made the choice to go back to using them again. And I think later on in, 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 in the episode, uh, <clears throat> she actually dies from an overdose later on down the line, which, of course, you know, adds to the drama of the show and everything. Uh, but it I happens in real life. And so, so we asked a question, so it kind of brought up a question to me of who is to blame for the opioid problem? Is it the doctors? Is it person, people? Is it, is it the pharmacy? What, who is to blame? So, so break it down to the, the doctors, okay? And again, this is not, with the exception to the rule are, are these doctors, these pill pusher doctors, okay? And I'm, I'm sure there was a time when, before there was a problem, that doctors prescribed Many, many pills, many, many pain pills. My, my brother had a serious in, serious illness when he was he passed away years ago, but he had a serious illness and left him a lot of pain. And he used to get, I mean, big jars full of Percocets and, and, and Lord knows what other pain pills anytime he needed them. And if, and if he was done with them, he, he'd just call the doctor. The doctor would give him the money. Now, he never got addicted to them necessarily um, as far as being really spacey or anything like that, but he, he needed them. And how much of that was real pain, how much was not, I don't know. I can never judge a person's pain. You know, my mother, when she was alive, she had severe arthritis, and she had to take medicine a lot. She took Tylenol for mainly for the main thing. She really didn't like the feel. The other one made her too tired and everything. But who am I to determine who has pain? I've had other family members say, "Hey, I'm in a lot of pain." He was ah, he he just wants the pills to feel good. You know, it, I don't know. But a person says they're in pain. I got to take them at their word. And so when a doctor hears that, doctor's got to take him out of word. It comes, again, the personal responsibility. Don't, t- don't go to tell the doctor lies. Uh, but is the doctor to blame? I don't think so. I really don't think so. In most cases, again, there's exceptions to the rule, but in, mo- in most cases, the doctor's doing what he thinks is best for the, for the patient. And then the patient in return is telling the doctor what the doctor needs to hear to get his drugs. Now, now in this day and age, the doctor, of course, obviously learns what to to um, what to listen for and and signs that while wow, this guy's just going for drugs he's not necessarily has doesn't really have a physical problem as much as a mental problem so it goes again into personal responsibility now and, and you'll hear this on this podcast over and over and over again personal responsibility it comes down to that these addictions Okay, and this may be unpopular with people, but that's fine. That's I'm, I'm an unpopular guy with some opinions. We can agree to disagree, but 
I cannot be convinced that it is a um, a disease, whether it be alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever addiction addiction you have. Because with a disease like a cancer or or any of these uh, actual disease, you have no control of, over whether you uh, get it or whether it it is um, how bad it is. Okay, where with an addiction now. Again, some people are more prone to addictions. I understand that. I know there's, you know, you have a family history. If your mother used drugs when you were a baby, all those things play part of it. But generally speaking, you have a choice. You have a choice whether to pick up that joint. You have a choice whether to pick up that pill, pick up that drink. There's a choice that you made, the choice to smoke a cigarette. Any addiction that you have, you have a choice. And I've seen people in my life that, have, that are addicted to drugs, that have been addicted to cigarettes, and addicted to alcohol. And all three of those people have, all three of those people have had, what I call severe addictions for many, many, many years. But for whatever reason that they had to choose, or they they chose that to, to put that addiction aside, not easy, but they did it. And in all cases, so if they can do it, anybody can do it. So don't don't tell me if you you just have to make the choice. So it's it it is definitely a self responsibility, self choice of, of situation there. And we, we like to blame people a lot of times for our problems. And it goes not only just with that, but there's a lot of other cases in, in, that we just blame other people. And it's easy. It's easy to blame people. You don't have to look in the mirror and say, it's my fault that I'm fat. It's my fault that I'm, I'm addicted to these drugs. It's my fault that, that I have a bad relationship. It's my fault of this or that. No, it's easy to say, well, I'm fat because my mother and father fed me too much. I'm fat because they have all these fat foods that are available. I'm fat because McDonald's is on every corner. I'm I'm addicted to drugs because my parents were there. I'm, my my mother and father were were an addict, so I'm going to be an addict. You know, I have a bad relationship because of all these men that are so mean to me, all these women that are so mean to me. Take responsibility, you know, and you got to make a change for life. And so that's that's what we can do about it. I think they do good as far as putting people and not making drugs quite as available. Okay, as is the pharmacy's fault. Not necessarily. I think maybe sometimes if you find these things are a little more addictive, maybe not, I'm sure there's some pharmacies that were have covered it up. Well, let's not do that, okay? But put the, put it out there. Let it know that's addictive. Let the doctors make the good decisions, and um, we really need to fight this thing. And I don't know. There's no there's no one answer. There's no one answer. There's no take it away. You find take it away. They're going to be addicted to something else. They've ultimately the the person that's using the drugs has got to make the decision. That something else in life is much more important than these drugs. Period. Living, kids, family, whatever the case is. And if there's not something more important, they're going to continue to use the drugs. That's what they get. And um, there's nothing you can do about it. There's some people, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, there are just some people you can't help. We should still try, definitely. I mean, don't give up on people, but. Hey, you know, bottom line is, if you're if you're an addict, and I seen this on on the live PD that I was watching, this guy been using drugs for years. They, the police officers, in that week had to give him Narcan for, I think they said fourth or fifth time in like a two or three day period, and they just did it again on that, on that show. When you have a police officer and you have ambulance and you've all that. Has happened to you 
you're in the hospital now and you you're you're you've almost died or you have died essentially and, and they brought you back to life. If that's not a wake up call, then I don't know what is. If your kids are getting taken away from you and you have no kids and your kids don't 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 want to bother with you, your family doesn't bother with you, yet you have such issues, then there, there, there has to be maybe that's a wake up call. Or maybe you're just too far gone. You know. And I and that's that's of course a super simple um way of thinking about it but the bottom line is generally speaking that's the way it is you have to ultimately first of all love yourself more than anything else and you have to take there and and get a help for it and it's just crazy stuff that, that goes on there but blaming other people is certainly not the answer and we try to do that with that we do it with gun control we do it with all sorts of issues blame other people blame other people look in the mirror take personal responsibility that's what it's about not about blaming other people Again, just my little bubble sense coming in here. Something I've seen on TV made me think about it. And I said, that's going to make a good little segment, something to talk about. And so that's that's where we're at here. Uh, again, respond with me, to me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if I'm just blowing smoke. Or, hey, maybe you agree with me or disagree. That's fine. Um, there's no real right or wrong answer on here. And so this is pretty much, we're going to come down to about the end of this podcast, because I don't really want to go on too long, but I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast. Again, it's Common Sense, the new superpower podcast. Uh, we have a number of, re- of ways for you to get in contact with us, because this is, this is definitely a, I want this to be an interactive uh, uh, podcast, and I don't want to just be here blabbering my stuff off. So get involved, come to our, our website, com- uh, superpower.com going to link up to my Facebook page. At that point, you'll be able to uh, comment on me, see what things I've posted, uh, do all sorts of stuff like that. Also, I have an email, the old uh, email, which is the new superpower at yahoo.com. The new superpower at yahoo.com. Go there, send, drop me an email. That's a really good way. I've got a couple good emails about stuff that I'm going to bring up on the next next thing. I hope to get some more. So that way I can have maybe a little segment of what went on in the, in the, uh, the old Webster. Uh, we're on social media, okay? I'm on Twitter. It's at New Superpower 99. At New Superpower 99. Drop me a line on there. Uh, like us, be friends, whatever they call it nowadays. Do that. Private message me, whatever you need to do. And most importantly, when you listen to this podcast, like it, share it, subscribe to it. We're on all the pot. We're on all the. We're on the Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. Um, we're gonna. We're on Spotify. We're on numerous other ones. Basically, all of your big um, platforms where you get your podcast, you'll be able to get this podcast. So listen to it, like it, share it. Tell your people. Tell your friends about it, and get involved. You know. Again, I just gave you a bunch of ways to do it. We're going to work on a voicemail. Um, I have a number now, but I'm not going to give it out because the voicemail is not set up. Um, but I am going to set it up eventually. So the next podcast, we're going to have some voicemail, which I can hope to put there and have some actual live um, responses. So I can download those onto the podcast and make those in. This, is a pro- uh, this podcast is a is in progress, is a work in progress, I should say. It, it, I'm not a professional. If you listen to this for a second, for a couple minutes, you'll, you'll know he's not a professional. 
and I like it that way. Uh, this is a down and dirty cut version of this of the podcast. I don't edit stuff. I don't have a lot of extra were, um, uh, special effects or anything like that. It's just a common guy blabbing his two cents worth into a little microphone and putting it out there and see what happens, right? So I want to interact with everybody. I don't want to just be sitting here talking to myself. We've had good op- good things. This is, I think, episode five of what we put out there. And I'm hoping to put them out. I want to put them out every week or two. Maybe a little shorter than this one. Uh, hit a little topic, get some stuff. And uh, we're going to start editing a little bit more maybe as I go along as I'm learning some more stuff. Uh, so it's good. Join me for this ride. It's a great little uh, experiment that I'm trying out here. And uh, I appreciate everybody. Again, like us, share us, tell your buddies, friends, and family about us. And um, we're going to also have a, um, like I said, the voicemail coming up soon. So that's going to be another way of getting in there. And we have some other exciting things working on going forward, too, that I have some ideas working. So I appreciate everybody listening to this. This is a great podcast. It's been a good time. Um, I am out. So I will talk to everybody later. Bubba out.